Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, our mild-mannered podcasters were bombarded by gamma rays, bitten by radioactive bugs, mutated by toxic waste, irradiated with cosmic rays, born into a world that doesn't understand them. First issue. All right, we are back uh, here on Talking Comics, and we have the pleasure to be joined by the creative team, two parts of the creative team behind the new Harley Quinn book, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor. Jimmy and Amanda, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, a pleasure. Not a problem. <laughs> um, so let's start, let's start with the main event here. Let's talk a little bit about um, you know, Harley Quinn. Uh, the Zero Issue uh, hit this week, um, and... Talk about you know the the not the reception of the issue because it hasn't come out yet, but the the fan reaction to you announcing the book and you know your your take on the character. Uh, well, the the fan reaction so far, I mean, you know, we we go by orders, I guess, right? Because we don't. Yeah. Yes, that that's the end of the deal. He's calling me yell at us right now. No, uh, I actually think it's my mom and dad going. When do we come? To it, it is your dad. You can get that while I talk. How about that? Um, so yeah, so. You know, when when they announced it, people were very happy. They uh, they were curious, I think, more than anything. And then uh, when we announced the format, hey, take it outside. Will you? When, we, uh, we, uh, when we figured out the format for Zero was going to be uh, 16 or 17 artists, um, we pitched to Dan, the Dio, this idea we had of like different artists for different pages, and it's all connected and. He thought we were crazy, but he went for it, and um, Sorry. that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, and and uh, yeah, so it's a, the zero book is an unusual book. I mean, it's it breaks the fourth wall, it smashes the fourth wall, yeah, actually. Absolutely. And um, but the regular series doesn't do that. So uh, the zero book is quite insane. Where issue one is insane, but less of the Deadpoolish type of stuff going on. Right. You know. Or the breaking the fourth wall type. Yeah, let's breaking. Yeah. Walls. yeah. <laughs> we break balls, not walls. We break yeah. <laughs> balls, not walls. That's the T-shirt. Balls, not walls. Absolutely. Um, we, but uh, we don't know until you know the book comes out, which is tomorrow. We don't really know uh, what people are going to think about it. I mean, we we honestly, I've had just a couple of retailers text me today because I get the, I guess they get their books today to put them out for tomorrow and. Uh, they seem very happy about it, so we'll, we'll see. Phew. Yeah, well, they could be lying because they're friends of ours. You know, your friends lie to you. <laughs> we depend on friends lying to us, by the way. We, we don't mind that. It keeps us from, like, you know, like digging a hole and just, you know, living in it for the rest of our lives. Yeah, bad reviews are a dime a dozen, so, you know, it's all good. Now, my store is telling me today he was getting phone calls already today. How many of those are you getting? I, I, he, he just went a little insane in the store when I stopped over there today and went, there's more fans of this book than you know, boss. You know, you got to get ready. I knew she was popular, but when I heard how popular she was, I was like, holy cow. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, didn't realize it. 
I think I think maybe in the past year with the uh, the Arkham game and the you know Harley is a lot more visible these days. I think maybe I, I don't know maybe it's the right time for a goofy Harley book as opposed to you know a deadly serious one. Although she, although it's like our book is it's not light but it's no, not heavy. Either. No, it, it is pretty bloody though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say there's a lot of violence, but yeah. you're almost giggling at how much violence is in there, yes. I, I would think. It's adorable maiming. Right. <laughs> there's another T-shirt idea. Beats it, people to death with stuff. Adorable animals. maiming. That's right. It's just Harley with a hammer. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny. The, the whole idea of you can have fun with this sort of stuff, when you postulated the whole idea of let's put out uh, a contest to see who could draw some pages... And the very Looney Tunes aspect of I'll sit in the bathtub and throw electronic equipment into the tub, it's hysterically funny if you watch the old Bugs Bunny things and right. yet people got and all bent out of shape. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I guess we got to look at it as we grew up with Bugs Bunny and now there's another generation of kids that aren't growing up with Bugs Bunny. Which is really sad. Which is sad. Isn't it? Yeah. You know, um, and it, it's the parents' responsibility to buy those Looney Tunes on disc and, and play it for the kids. But, um, yeah, so, you know, different generations, that whole, you know, it's just a mix up. I, I I think when they had the zero book, they'll see what we were going for. And, and uh, you know, uh, there's, I, I'm more worried about, you know, other things. And, and uh, like I said, people had people read into it what they wanted to read into. But I think. Uh, once I explained it, what we were doing, and I think, you know, I think it kind of helped people process it, the, the understand the tone of what we were doing. It was just misconstrued. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that sounds like it got wrapped up to me. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious, actually, about the new design for Harley Quinn. How did you arrive at that look for the character? Um, well, I, I like the way the new 52 Harley looks, but there's one thing I can't stand, and it's ruffles. <laughs> and I don't want to draw those ruffles around her neck. <laughs> I don't. I mean, it works on some people, but I hate it for my my own clothes, and I don't like drawing it. So I was just like, I was like, well, let me just fool around with it and see if I can just, you know, do sort of the same thing, but put my own twist on it. And then it just started. I don't know how it came about. It just started looking like a roller derby outfit, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna like really take this in that direction, and I it just. It sort of drew itself. Right. I mean, it seems to me like it's almost a reflection of her character and her attitude to have her. I mean, if if she were real, she would be in the roller derby in sure, Coney Island, yeah. I would think. Well, it made and, so much sense. And and we actually, she is in the roller derby. Uh, issue one, she. Oh, uh, awesome. She goes for tryouts. <laughs> Gotham has their own roller derby team? It, it's not Gotham. She's actually. Uh, we, uh, we bring it to Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> nice. Yeah. She lives in Coney Island, Brooklyn, New York. She actually lives in Coney Island. Oh, oh that's so cool. And, and um, so it makes sense having her look like that walking around an amusement park uh, in a way. Um, and plus but, it's Brooklyn, so nobody really looks like... Yeah, nobody really cares. There's, there's dogs <laughs> running around with guns, so what does it matter if Harley's walking around? You know, it's funny because the other night we went, to, uh, we went to a play with my parents, and when we were leaving, there was a guy walking around in, in gold... Mantis, like little, like you know, like gold man panties. Man panties. Like, look like a gold like, speedo. Yeah, it was a gold speedo. Oh no! And it didn't phase me that much, and I'm thinking, you know, this should have phased me. And then I realized, you saw so much of that in New York. 
<laughs> that it just became kind of normal. Actually, you did where you hung out. I think you actually hung out <laughs> at the west side of Manhattan looking for mantis. Uh, Amanda's Manti Search oh, YouTube God. channel. <laughs> but yeah, uh, well, you know, we just we thought um, because Suicide Squad, you know, is like a separate book and Gotham is, you know, it's not like we're not going to have her in Gotham at some point. But we thought um, when you read the Zero book, uh, you know, she she I don't want to ruin it, but she in, she inherits a building oh. uh, in Brooklyn. And so we place the story there and we give her a different supporting cast and new a new supporting cast, and but we still have the regulars. Poison Ivy's in issue two, oh, cool. um, for the most ridiculous reason you'll ever see. <laughs> Poison Ivy uh, being, in, you know, and it's it's it's. I guess the Zero book sets up a tone, but not the exact tone of the series. All but right. but right. issue one really sets, uh, you know, what you're going to see in the series. But our our guarantee is that if you think. You can guess what's going to happen in this book at any point. Uh, there's no way. There's no, like, issue, every issue you're going to open up, and it's going to be like, I don't know what the hell's going to happen next. That sounds awesome. And, uh, yeah, that's our challenge to ourselves. We yeah. keep saying, okay, that would normally do that, so what do we do to kind of make it even crazier? Well, let me and, ask oh, – oh, go on. Yeah. No, no, that's okay. Go ahead. Let me ask you this. You mentioned uh, Poison Ivy making an appearance. I'm uh, curious to find out if the Joker's actually going to be making an appearance uh, anytime down the road, if this series will deal with the, the fallout of those events and how Harley's coping with him being gone. Well, he... he uh, I don't want to spoil it. He, yeah. he, oh, all right. Let's, let's just say he's there, he's but l- he's not there. He's lurking. <laughs> okay. Let's just keep it at that. He's there, but he's not there. I mean, he's a part of her life. Right. Yeah. So she can't really shake him so easily yeah. at times. And he's, you know, he's the, he's the, you know, she's, she's hooked on him, you know? And I think she's trying to uh, sort of, like, get over it and be her own person, but that mm-hmm. just doesn't seem no, to it, ever. If you guys have seen issue three cover yet with Harley with the jigsaw, the Valentine's Day cover... Oh. Um, it's for February. I think it's a February release. Yeah, do they, do they, do yeah it's on, it's in previews. Yeah. I think um, we but have. It's a, a chainsaw. Yeah, it's a chainsaw. I'm sorry. Yeah. We have a Harley dealing with romance, <laughs> and it's great with a chainsaw <laughs> as she would. Well, you, you'll you'll when you see it, yeah, you'll, you'll see. understand. <laughs> Let's just say she needs it. Um, kind of in this in this vein with the Joker, uh, Chris Miranda on Twitter asks, "How important to you guys in this book is Harley's history and her backstory?" Um, we we address it a little bit actually. Yeah. Um, you know, we we acknowledge that it's there, but we try not to keep you know severely tied down to it because you know we don't want to um, stifle our creativeness. Mm-hmm. No, and, and at the same time, you know, issue. Zero and issue one. Honestly, if you never read a Harley Quinn comic in your life, and well, if you pick up Zero and you've never, not even know who Harley Quinn is, your head will probably explode <laughs> right there, right there in the comic shop. You won't even make it out. You'll be like teasing the first page, and your head will explode. Um, I, I just think, uh, I, I think we, we, we are the angle we're taking on is it's about Harley today and what's coming for her tomorrow, and less about going backwards because we felt with the. Um, the villains' books, right? The September month had that whole thing on Harley's history, mm-hmm. 
and we've seen it, you know, we've seen it covered enough. And I, I just, I think there's a point where we want to, you know, we, you beat people over the head with the same thing over and over. And I think we're trying to go a little different. But she does talk about her past here and there. I mean, we do have her, uh, you know, Harley's still, uh, she has a, she, she goes back to her doctoring roots hmm. in the book, uh, hmm. as, as well as roller derby. So uh, <laughs> you, you can figure that out. Uh, uh, yeah. it's, it's not what you think, though. That's like the same thing that you were, like, like when we were on Power Girl, like Power Girl's uh, past had been beaten to death. Yeah, we did it in one page. And then, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, you know, the, the JSA Classified sort of solved that issue. Right. And then, and then when we got on the Power Girl series, it was just like, okay, here we are now. There was the past, and now this is where we're going. So we're sort of trying to do that with Harley. Yeah, if you, you, know? if you, if you hated the How, the Power Girl series we did, you probably most likely won't like this. <laughs> You're going to hate this. Uh, <laughs> it, it is one of my absolute favorites. It is one of the pure treasures in all of comics. The mixture of humor, action, adventure, real drama, and emotionalism. How hard did you find to get all that onto the page all the time so successfully? Um. I, I actually find it boring if I don't, you know, if I'm just doing straight action, you know, without all the, uh, the emotion and then like people's actual reactions to what's going on around them, then I'm, I, I just, I get antsy, you know, I, I like, I like to imagine how we would all be if there were actually actual superheroes and supervillains on earth. Yeah, plus, and, plus, and go in that direction. Plus, Harley's got a lot of heart. It, you know, in her, in her mind, she's the hero in her story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though to an outsider she's a, a homicidal maniac, maniac. Yeah. she's she's just insane. But in in her head, she's a lot she's of times she's doing good. She's doing really good for everyone. <laughs> and uh, and um, and then we see the horrible things that happen. You know, uh, so. You know, I, I, I think I think if we don't have that, it, you know, it, it's hard for for me to write anything if there is no emotional, there is no connecting thing as a reader. You connect with how the character's feeling. I mean, even with a book like Jonah Hex, All Star Western, he's a miserable bastard and all this kind of stuff. But we have to write him where you connect with him. Otherwise, you're not going to care uh, about the character. And I, I think without that, then it just become fight books. And I, we don't really do fight books too well. <laughs> sure, but now, while you talk about writing, you both made the leap from artist to writer. Now, how was that transition? Does that does your art then inform what you're going to write and how you write it, how you lay it out? Um, in in my case, it does. Yeah, um, yeah, mine too. I mean, yeah. I, I I almost doodle the page out while I'm writing it. I do it in my head, but I see it. Yeah, and. Uh, I get right to the point because I'm so used to how to talk, speak to writers. My scripts are pretty much very clear about what I want. And if anything I can't describe, I put plenty of reference in the script because I figure, you know, that's my responsibility to, if I'm going to say it's this kind of car or that kind of gun or this kind of catapult, you know, then I should find the reference for the artist. But I, I, but I think visually, so, uh, uh, you know, and again, Amanda and I working together, she's frustrated, right? Because you want to draw everything. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was my problem with Harley. Is I was like, I want to draw it, you know. And and uh, and the great thing is that Chad has, has like put me at ease. 
the yeah. artist on the book. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it, the transition is is an interesting one because Amanda's went a lot smoother than mine. You know, they they Amanda went from writing a story in uh, I think it was uh, Wonder Woman six hundred. Well, I've done like some like one like I did one story with you years and years ago. Right. That than uh, the okay. kid, Death and Fluffy. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> we self-published it, so nobody could tell us we suck. <laughs> and we just like we just yeah. sucked all on our own. And and, um, and then I did a little thing for Marvel, and then I did the Wonder Woman thing for right, six hundred. Yeah, issue six hundred. And then Silk So you went from Wonder Woman six hundred yeah. to Silk Spectre. And then and then Darwin. I mean, it was basically Darwin saying, "I don't want to write this by myself because I've never been a sixteen-year-old girl." Which is I a lie. That's <laughs> 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 a lie. I saw him on I, Halloween. I, I want to. Uh, he, he goes. I want. I want Amanda to co-write this with me. And it. I mean. I, I guess it's just from drawing so long that it felt natural to write it. You know. But then I was drawing it at the same time. So. Uh, yeah. It, it's you know. It, it. For me, it was just I couldn't ink anymore. I was really getting. Fresh. You were definitely fresh, burned out. I was burned out, and and. Yeah. Um, and you know, I also was editor for a while with Marvel Knights and and all that kind of stuff. And I kept, you know, I kept feeding everybody stories. They kept saying, "I don't know what to do." And I'm like, "Okay, do this, 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 and that." And I'm like, "You know what? Let me let me take the leap." And uh, it took me a while because I I, I kind of did Deadpool when it wasn't selling. I uh, got on Superboy and it got canceled. And eight <laughs> issues later, it got canceled. <laughs> Uh, I did so many miniseries that just got canned, 21 Down, The Resistance, Twilight Experiment, and, you know, um, but they've all been, you know, uh, it's part of the process. You learn as you go, and, uh, you know, I think I'm getting better. Uh, still nowhere near where the hell I want to be, but, you know, we try it. But that's, that's, the, that's the problem with being a creative person, is you're never where you want to be. No, you, but when you read a good review, you think they're lying. <laughs> think they're just being nice and then when you read a bad one you're like yeah that guy found me out <laughs> you know so we shouldn't give any good reviews here then no, really well, we better not say anything oh, you can no, lie lie to us it's okay <laughs> okay uh, for us i mean the before watchman experiment was sort of a mixed bag but honestly for everyone here silk specter was an absolute hit and i'm, I'm glad you liked it i i was really worried about it <laughs> Well, well it, you can see all the work in it. I mean, yeah. Well, it seemed as if you know she was always a plus one within Watchmen, and right. to see her story told that way, and those little asides with the little devil on her shoulder arguing with her mom in the car—they were also real. You know, the way as teenagers we all think about our parents—they're these hideously dopey people. Yeah, 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 and yeah, and I mean, we can all remember how that felt. You know, like ugh. And I mean, now I'm like, I get along with my parents so well. But when I was 16, I was just like, let me go. I want my freedom. I want to be away from you people. <laughs> and, uh, and, and now I'm, I'm really glad that I have them around. So. <laughs> it's amazing how smart they get as we get older. It's like they went to some special parent school in between. <laughs> yeah, I think in between a... 16 and 28. Exactly. <laughs> I, I didn't find that one. They didn't send me the application for that one. I'm still as stupid as I was. <laughs> I think I think when you're younger too, you think you know everyone everyone else except your parents is smarter. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then as you get older, you realize, oh no, everyone's idiots. They're just older idiots. 
You know, you, right when you were a kid, you say, oh, well, the doctor, he knows what he's talking about. Uh, oh, that politician. No, he's he's going to save us all. And you get older, you're like, nobody knows what the hell they're doing. <laughs> that's very we true. live in Florida, so that's the state. If there's crazy news, it, it, at the end it says, or in the beginning it says, in Florida today, you know, uh, it's it usually... I think that's why we like Florida. Yeah. Like, I always tell people, they, why did you move down to Florida? I'm like, Brooklyn wasn't crazy enough anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, too, many, too many yuppies went there and all the crazy got, got kicked out of it. We were driving home last night and Jimmy goes, Florida, the state of sinkholes, alligators, and crazy people. Yeah. <laughs> but I think if they put that on the license plate, it's, it's yeah. not going to replace the Sunshine State, but it should. <laughs> That's where the zombie apocalypse will start, I think, if it's going to happen. Yeah, it may. Yeah, it may. We, we talked about it because we have a lot of windows in our house. How our we, house is not zombie Not proof. zombie proof. <laughs> the, the roof is if we have enough shotgun shells. They come up yeah. I don't think the yard is not really zombie proof. We also discussed because we have like this, like six or seven houses in the corner we, where we are. Which family we would eat first? <laughs> if, the if it people happened. who we would eat, who would who we would eat first, actually moved away. Yeah, you gotta go with the, co- the couple yeah, that works but, out. <laughs> did you guys ever have the conversation like where it'd be like if one of you was turned into a zombie, what would ha- like what would the other do? My friend's marriage was like founded on the answer to this, so. Really? Yeah, they were kind of trying to figure out like what would happen if one of them got turned. No, I would put her on a chain like a dog, a wild dog in the yard. <laughs> I work, and I would work on turning her back somehow. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah, you're ready to just shoot me with a shotgun, aren't you? <laughs> From the roof. Yeah. What'd you say? From... I said you'd have to shoot me because I wouldn't be Amanda anymore. Right, you'd be dead Amanda. <laughs> is that better than no Amanda though? Get Amanda? Oh, see. If I do that, you can always stuff me. That's true. I can. I can stuff her. And, and <laughs> no, that's another that. T-shirt. I stuffed Amanda Connor. <laughs> <laughs> sell a lot of those at the convention. We were Jimmy when I moved in with Jimmy. He had a cat, and she was so cute. Her name was Johnny, and she felt like a rabbit. Like a really soft rabbit, and he and he used to say, Jimmy used to say, when she dies, I'm going to have her stuffed. But we ended up not stuffing. No, we didn't stuff it. She's now a a, a little box of She's ash. She's a box of ashes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is very convenient. <laughs> you can't really rub your hands through it. It kind of stays in your fingernails. It's soft, not really but soft. not the right way. This interview has taken an interesting turn. <laughs> I don't think we've ever done a normal interview. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's awesome. Um, oh, we had a listener who wrote, this isn't really a question for you, Jimmy, but uh, Mike Okiki on Facebook says, uh, you're killing it on the new Batwing. He just wants you to know. Oh, they, they, well, tell him I said that. Well, if he's listening. He'll, he'll hear it. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we're, we're having fun on it. It's, uh, it's a, you know, it's we're, we're gaining readers four at a time, and, uh, <laughs> you know, we're really trying to kick ass on it. Uh, you know, we, we, Justin and I are having such a good time on the book, and I think with the crossovers coming, and actually what they have planned for Batwing this year, I think I think we're going to get our numbers up big time on it. We're going to so, uh, but I'm glad he's liking it. We're, we're having we're having fun. If nobody's reading it, well, just give me addresses. I'll go there and bring some copies over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, and one of my favorite issues of the year actually was, uh, well, a couple issues, was the issues of Booster Gold and All-Star Western. 
<laughs> yeah. That was so awesome. Yeah, they were just so uh, much fun. <laughs> yeah, he's and, and Joan is trying to get back. Mm-hmm. But and we thought, well, should we get Booster involved again? And then we like we figured out something else that's coming in a couple of issues, which is hysterical. Mm-hmm. Um, how we get them back in the pay? Because you know, with the new Fifty Two time travel and all that, like everything's different. Yeah. Um, so uh, we have some crazy stuff coming though. But I don't know if you saw the new cover by Darwin Cook um, for All Star West, and it's Jonah peeling off bandages on his face, and he's completely healed, no scar anymore. Oh my goodness. <gasps> Ooh. Yes, and all you got to say is the next, like, six issues are probably the most, the pretty craziest Jonah Hex issues we've ever done, mm. um, and editorial is saying, do whatever you guys want, and we're having a blast on it, but but it involves Superman, plastic surgery, a Jonah Hex museum, <laughs> uh, um, it has, uh, uh, oh god, time travel, and it's just crazy. We're having a blast with the book. It, I know it's called All Star Western, so we're throwing in some stars. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, right? Because that book has stayed around when a lot of other books, uh, I, I think, um, that started in the 52 have, have gone away. What do you think it is about your book that that's keeping people around? That's keeping it's, the book around. In this drawer right here, I have photos of the <laughs> staff of DC Comics. <laughs> In unusual positions with farm animals. No, I, I, uh, I, no, I, I, um, I think, I think that he's a great character. I think there's a certain amount of people, obviously not enough, but there's a certain amount of people that just love that character and, uh, and, and trust us with the character. I, I, I don't know how it's lasted this long. Um, I was just telling somebody else, we actually had a party when Jonah Hex hit issue 13. <laughs> you know, yeah. because we thought it would never get to 13, and, and, the, and then the series got to 70, and then got turned into All-Star Western. So I think issue 30 of um, 30 of All-Star will be our 100th issue. Oh, wow. That we wrote in a row, yeah. Um, I, I, you know what? I, I don't... I, I understand why I like it, because it's, it's you know, it's, it's Jonah. I love the character. Mm-hmm. I know, um... And you have a special place in your heart for westerns. Too. I do. I love westerns. Being that I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, uh, <laughs> my whole life, I westerns were like my Star Wars when I was younger. Mm-hmm. There were, you know, there were there were the good guys and bad guys, and you know the, the the mountains, and you know it was just another world. It didn't seem like a a real place when I watched westerns when I was a kid, and and uh, I bought Jonah Hex when I was. Uh, you know, twelve. I used to buy the old comic, the, the comics when they came out. So um, yeah, it's just in my blood. I mean, we we we're, we're uh, trying to shake things up at All Star West, and again, it all comes down to numbers. You know, uh, unfortunately, we're in a numbers business, and uh, we have to do crazy stuff to get new readers in because it's hard to get. You guys know it. It's hard to get somebody to try it. Mm-hmm. It's issue number twenty five. They don't yeah. care. Yeah. yeah. You know so. Uh, so we have to do crazy things, and you know, getting Darwin Cook covers helps. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Because uh, people love Darwin, and uh, we like Darwin too, right? Yes, we, we like do. Yeah. <laughs> just call it if you just called it Batman All Star Western, you probably do, uh, get some more. Yeah, yeah. All Star Batman <laughs> <Yeah>. Western. <laughs> Western slash Jonah Hex and Blue Justice Black. League. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just throw Justice League in there too. Yeah, go for go yeah, for the full boat. You know boat. what? Yeah, I, I think if we just put Harley Quinn in the next issue of Jonah Hex, I think it might help. A little yeah, bit. I'm just <laughs> pointing at Jonah on the cover. Look yeah. who's here. Yeah. Right. Look. Look what I read. Yeah. <laughs> I think Harley Quinn on a toilet reading a copy of All Star Western. There you go. 
It's great synergy. Amanda will draw that. Too. I will draw that. I will <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, well, you, you did draw Vampirella that way. I still I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, we we got. Into, do you remember that page? Yes. <laughs> we got in trouble for that. Really? Yeah. yeah. The publisher was so upset about that page, and you know I wrote that story for Amanda because Amanda just wanted to draw Vampirella sitting on a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Draw Vampirella doing something that you've never seen Vampirella doing before ever. And that was it. <laughs> so I had to I had to figure out a story where the make the, make it really short is a demon got ate X lax and then she ate the demon. <laughs> and and it hit her in the wrong way and the opening page is her sitting on a toilet. Um that's Amanda's sense of humor, though. Toilet humor. I do. I'm, I'm like a 13-year-old boy at heart. <laughs> uh, I think we've got a... Bob, yeah, we found do. found the page. Bob brought visual aids. <laughs> yeah, um, I always do. Speaking of, of that sort of stuff, uh, can you speak, guys speak <laughs> about the pro, which is just so absolutely un-PC. It's the most wickedly profane, funny thing I've read in years and years and years. How did that all get started? We, we oh, were, there's a story for that. Yeah, we, <laughs> we were at the Frankfurt Book Fair. Something like that. It wasn't Frankfurt. It was Essen. Oh, they, the they Essen. Yeah, huge, in Germany. In Germany. A huge book fair slash game fair in the winter time in Germany. Yes. So we were kind of freezing our butts off, and um, I was sick as a dog. Um, I had like like some sort of bronchial nastiness going on, and Jimmy and I were there with John McRae and Garth Ennis. And when you get sick, I, I guess, like, Irish people and English people, when you get sick, you don't lay down and go to bed. You go to the pub, and instead of beer, you have hot toddies. <laughs> Makes hot sense. Yeah. So, you know, they were like, you can't go to bed now. Yeah. So we and and we were in Germany, so we're like, we yeah, got to go out. You know? Yeah. And I really should have just like gone back to the hotel and went to sleep, but no. So we went to a bar <laughs> we thought was named Fitzpatrick's. Um, it was it wasn't until two days later We're when like, we came hey, out. It's, it's, a, it's an Irish bar right. here, you know. And we came out two days later and we looked at the sign again and it said Fitzpatrick's, <laughs> uh, which was pretty funny. But while we were in there, um, we were talking. We were, we as our usual uh, conversation. We were talking about insane characters and i think you were drawing on a napkin right yeah you were drawing, and, like that. and we were all talking about a superhero hooker with like <laughs> how fun would a superhero hooker be and Garth started talking about it and amanda started drawing it and then we all by the time and it was over like, wait a minute we're comic book creators we could actually make this happen <laughs> so we so we did the um the one shot and actually i shopped it around a couple of places and nobody wanted it and um Image seemed like the the place to go with it because they just said, "Yeah, why not?" I mean, I actually had another company interested, but they wanted to change the name, you know, of it, and they wanted us to tone it down. Well, what's the and, point? <laughs> yeah, and we, oh, that was the that was the my reply as well. I said, "Why bother?" Then we, you know, we could just do this from anywhere. So we got Image to do it. Amanda drew it. I inked it. I went out and sold it. Got throat it and. Yeah, it's in its like sixth or eighth printing. I mean, now with digital, you can get it on Comixology, which we're really happy about because we used to have to keep going back to print on it, but now people can get it on digital. But it, it you know, it was a, it's a, it was one of those books where it was a bar book. We mm -hmm. call it. We have a couple of bar books in our history, 
Um, and that was one of them. That, that was a, that was in the, you know, we did not expect that book to do anywhere near what it did. I mean, we call it the filthy watchman. It just keeps coming out. And, you know, it never stops selling. It's it great. never stops selling. Like we, we keep printing new ones and it just keeps selling. And we're like, who knew, you know, um, it was the right time for it. And I think it was, I, I still think it's the right time. If somebody made a movie out of it, I think it would still be the right time because Ooh. now with the superhero culture right now, we can, it's prime time to start making fun of it. <laughs> there was um there was a girl that came into the comic shop about like maybe a month ago mm-hmm. and like random person needed a book and I actually recommended the pro to her and she came back two weeks later and she's like that was fucking awesome. <laughs> so you got a you got a new fan. Up it, though, you know? What's the next book you give her? Uh, I don't I don't wait, yeah. did she pick something else up? I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to think of something. Sex criminals. Sex maybe. criminals, maybe. Sex criminals. Yeah, that's not even that's I think Sex Criminals is a little straighter, I think. A little, maybe. I was trying to think of something really out there. Robert Crumb, maybe? or some, uh, Yeah, Robert Crumb's some, awesome. That's some Black Kiss, cool. maybe? Yeah, yeah, somehow he's shaken. Something for Christmas yeah. time? <laughs> yeah, the stocking under the tree, a fishnet stocking under the tree. Well, you know, it goes back, and it goes back to what we're talking about. It's humor, right? Mm-hmm. There's humor in these books. Mm-hmm. And, you know... It's it's funny how it, it, we we talk about this once in a while, Amanda and I, because there's a million. Let's be honest, a million X Men comics. Mm. Yet I still remember the Chris Claremont run where they all went to the shopping mall. Yeah, and uh, you know, and it's funny what you remember, mm-hmm. like your favorite comics. And a lot of times for me, it was like funny stuff, like odd stuff. Pip the Troll in Warlord, oh. in Warlock. You know, like odd. You know, Howard the Duck. When I again, this is my age, so you guys are all probably half my age, but. No, no, I, I'm right with you, Jimmy. I loved all those books for the same reason. Yeah, there was just like, sort of like, you know, humor to it. There was sort of a joy, I guess, to the, to the comics. Even when I was reading like uh, Kill Raven or Master Kung Fu, or stuff, there was a certain joy in them. You know, the characters were being characters. And, and uh, so I think that kind of stuff sticks with you. Like, and then that's why the pro, I think the pro is just foul. I, I think people <laughs> like that. You know, they like that dirty stuff. Well, it's wonderfully foul, and it's not yeah. like not gross foul. It's fun foul. Yeah, we had a we we had a um. This is a side note because we keep going sideways with the conversation. It's perfect. We, we when we put out the pro in San Diego, we had a we had we did a special printing and it had a gold stamp on it. It was the first time we released it, and it was in San Diego. I don't know what year it was, and and uh, it was summer of two thousand and two. There you go. See, Mandarin, <laughs> thank you, and um. We had a gold stamp, and it said, Special San Diego Comic-Con Handjob Edition. San <laughs> Diego. What? More, more expensive, but cheaper than a handjob edition. Edition, right. Because <laughs> we were charging like $5 more for this edition. And the thing was, if you bought it from us, we would write an insult. Like, we would do a word balloon on the cover oh, of the pro insulting you. <laughs> and there were some really horrible ones. We were writing to people. And uh, my favorite memory is this kid came over, and the kid must have been like 14. He was 15. For 15? All right. He was too young. I can't remember. There's so much shit I can't remember, but this I can remember. Yeah, like making dinner. (laughs) Now, anyway. uh, (laughs) She doesn't make dinner, by the way. She orders it. Um, Microwave. You do microwave it once. Thank you for that. I I actually do the dishes around the house. I do the dishes. Uh, Anyway. um, You're welcome. Anyway. Um, so this 15-year-old, he says, can I buy a copy? I said, you know what? You can't unless you have a parent. 
and he brought his uh, he brought his mom oh. over. And we told the mom, look, it's a little racy and this and that. And the mother's like, oh, it's nothing he hasn't seen. <laughs> obviously one of those moms that was like, you, you know, she was like a good mom. You know, the kind of mom that if, like, he finds a Playboy and, like, brings it to his mom and goes, mom, what's this? She'll explain everything to him. Yes, yeah, like, we all need that. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I wrote on it. And I guess we can curse, right? Because you guys can. Yeah, please, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I wrote on it, and the pro saying, "Hey, I want to fuck your hot mom." Right? <laughs> oh my right, god! Right on cover, and then handed it to the fifteen-year-old boy. To the fifteen-year-old boy, oh. the mom looks over and she goes, "Nice." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's, I know it's off, off subject, but oh, perfectly on the no, subject. That's an awesome. <laughs> that's an awesome story. Um, <laughs> That's a really, really great story. Um, so <laughs> we're running uh, pretty tight on time here, but I wanted to ask one more question from a, a listener here. Um, this is uh, dead underscore fat, and he wants to know, both of you, since we're taking it back to Harley Quinn here, what are some of your favorite Harley Quinn stories? Oh, the, the mad love, of course. That, there's mad, but there was that one, I can't remember the name of it, where, oh, God, what was it? They, it was, they were Christmas shopping. Harley and Ivy were Christmas shopping or something. They were in a mall. And man, I haven't read that one in years, but boy, it was funny. And they were they were doing something horrible to Batman, of course, you know. Yeah, well, um, but it, it was just the the timing was so funny, and yeah, they were just really was it gonna, a Paul Dini one? Yeah, it was a it was a Paul oh, okay. and, and uh, Bruce one. And Bruce, yeah, I mean those. Yeah, those were was, my I favorites. Can't, I don't remember the name of it, but boy, it was funny. Yeah, um, those are my favorites. Though. The Mad Love. I mean, obviously, yeah. they've been reprinted like a billion formats in a billion times yeah but i still kind of get a kick out there's actually in holly zero there's a bruce tim page that when you guys read it you'll laugh out loud yeah because it's it's so it's very bruce how about that when, when you when you read it you get it but um you know we, we uh love uh uh bruce and and um and paul's you know oh, yeah. we, we love we, both yeah. those guys Actually, Amanda suckered Bruce into doing a page in Holly Zero. <laughs> she went up to him at the con, right? And yeah. He surrounded him and just said, yeah. do it. Do what yeah. you best. And, um, but those are my favorites. I don't know. I'm yeah. trying to think of the other ones. I mean, I read the whole uh, the uh, Suicide Squad series, and that's fun. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, you, know, you, you want to read every, absorb everything, but then not too much because you got to do your own thing character right yeah absolutely absolutely um bob you want to uh, there's just one thing uh, without spo- oh, go ahead amanda i'm sorry oh, i was gonna say we haven't heard from is stephanie yeah oh yeah i'm being very quiet i'm sorry i, I just want to make sure you're still there i, I, yeah. I am i am i'm just uh, basking yeah. okay right. i contributed the zombie question and that was oh, okay. that's <laughs> it <laughs> Uh, what I wanted to ask, there's a page that the joke, I, I won't ruin the joke here, but uh, the Darwin Cook page yeah. is incredible. I mean, you, you talked about smashing the fourth wall. It, it has been obliterated. Yeah, we, we sort of well, kicked the fourth wall right in the nuts with that one. Well, it was funny because, well, tell, tell, tell what yeah, happened. The, we gave Darwin, because we knew, you know, he's Mr. Canada. By the way, he comes down to Florida for six months a year. But Mr. Canada, okay, is doing a page in the book. So we said, okay, here's the setup. Harley is riding a moose through the snow. And 
and she gets knocked off the moose, but she saves herself on a snow cliff using two strips of bacon as skis. <laughs> okay? All right. So, and it went on and on, right? And we gave that to Darwin. And of course, it's he Darwin. He used it as toilet paper. He used it as, they used it as toilet paper. <laughs> and he hands in the page that you saw with his own dialogue. Oh. <laughs> with, and we were laughing, but we took it all off. We took the dialogue off and kept the art. And we kept the art, <laughs> and we rewrote it. And that's why this is actually there's one, one panel scene that, that stays the his, same. Yeah, yeah, that's his dialogue. Yeah, Manicano one. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. uh, Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so don't spoil it. the other ones. So we said, well, and Darwin's like, well, you know, let's see you get out of this one, you know, because he, he gave us a dialogue. So we completely ignored it, and we rewrote it. And there's a nice little scene with Harley and Poison Ivy talking about Darwin. Yes. And yeah, you're right. We broke the fourth and fifth and seventh mm-hmm. wall on this one because it's it's actually the page starts with mine and Amanda's wedding. Just don't say anything. That's it. I'm just saying that's it. <laughs> I said nothing. I said nothing he read here. Already. I know, but when I did, but our listeners haven't yet. <laughs> listeners. That's it. That's the one thing I'm given. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> look, you know, it's not really given away much. I can't stand spoilers. <laughs> Well then, leave the room. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna tell you all about now. I'm gonna spoil Amanda Connor for you guys. Leave <laughs> the room. I have to talk about you. No, I'm kidding. All right. <laughs> oh, awesome. Awesome. All right. So, um, Harley Quinn Zero is out on, on shelves right now. Um, uh, Jimmy and Amanda. Obviously, you have uh, Batwing. You have um, uh, All Star Western. Uh, new Painkiller Jane. Right is out now yes. as well. Um, Amanda, is there anything else coming out from you right now? Um, there is a creator-owned project that I'm supposed to be working on now, but I'm taking too much time on it, and I'm probably not even going to talk about it because it's it's embarrassing here. at this yeah, point. It <laughs> it's, emba- it's an embarrassment here at the yeah, house. So we don't. It's it the is. thing we don't speak about. Yeah, I, uh, I know. But she's doing painkiller Jane covers for me, though. Yeah. That's awesome. beautiful. There's a bug in my coffee. There's a bug. It's Starbucks. There's a certain percentage of bugs no. in every coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's what you pay How for. How did you get in? How did you get in? on it. Really? Oh, my God. Really? How did you get into Starbucks? <laughs> With all these insects the roaming around Starbucks. The of my lid. What kind of bug is it? A tiny one. Uh, <laughs> you know, people eat that in other countries. <laughs> it's protein in your coffee. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. Anyway. All right. Anyway. You guys can uh, follow uh, Jimmy on Twitter at jpalmiati. And Amanda doesn't use Twitter that often, but she is Amanda Rancelot. Which is the most ironic Twitter handle ever. Because <laughs> I, I don't rant really much at all. Except if you live with her. <laughs> and Amanda blogs live, like like out loud. She blogs. <laughs> yeah, you know, she goes, you know what I hate? And then like four hours later. <laughs> what, that's not true? Look, she's, she's speechless. <laughs> I do. I'm sorry. I, it's yeah, okay. I, I like your blog. <laughs> I, I improve of your blog. I friended it. Oh, man. Well, Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti, we could talk to you all night, but thank you so much for joining us on Talking Comics and giving us some of your time. Well, thanks, no guys. Problem. This was a lot of fun. It was nice talking to you guys. I hope you guys like the book. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank Take you care. so much. Take Have care. a safe trip. All right. Thanks. Take care, guys. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye.